0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com. Fightfulwrestling.com. It is time for the post-RAW podcast for August 27th. Of course, you all can go to fightfulwrestling.com get all your news and exclusives. We had lots of spoilers before this show. And I've got lots of backstage notes on this show. If you all want even more content, Head over to FightfulSelect.com. We have the Weekender podcast. We have the 205 Live NXT review, retro reviews. Just head over to FightfulSelect.com. Check out all the additional premium content over there. We started a fantasy football league, which was a wild success. I can't wait to dominate people on that. Based on how things are so far, if you all want a Fightful Select baseball, basketball, hockey league, we will do those as well. Give you all a chance to interact with us even more. We've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. we got some news to talk about, lots to get into. Uh, I was in Toronto last week. The List and your Boy, live in Toronto. Check that out, FightfulPods.com or YouTube.com slash Fightful. And anywhere you can find podcasts, lots of that going on. We also have a contest running right now on YouTube. All you have to do is subscribe, leave a comment of some substance. Don't just write comment or thumbs up, or something like that, and you will be entered to win a DVD prize pack from Jimmy Vann's personal collection. We have 80s, 90s, 2000s packs, the history of wrestling, uh, pay-per-views from 04 to 06, pay-per-views from 07 to 08, as well as a uh, extreme and tag team pack. A lot of you might say, oh, these pay-per-views, they're all on the network. The DVDs have a lot of extra stuff that have been scrubbed from the network that aren't included on the network. Uh, additional documentaries, a lot of stuff like that. So make sure you all subscribe. Also subscribe to our clip show at Fightful Scraps. But uh, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you all know, lots of all-in content coming this week. We have some freelancers on the scene. Have a live post-show coming Saturday night. So make sure you all tune in. And most importantly, leave a comment on any of our stories. Kind of help out. Let's go ahead and get into it. before this. This Monday started. Fightful.com had news reported by Pro Wrestling Sheet that former Cruiserweight champion Neville had gotten out of his WWE contract almost a year after he walked out on the company. Alex Pawlowski, of course, is joining me on this show. I didn't give him a proper introduction, but Alex, I would imagine you're you're quite... Happy about this, considering he hadn't existed on WWE programming for quite some time.
2: Well, I mean, yes. Uh, Ideally, I would have liked him to have never walked out or whatever. Or I mean, to be
0: fair, you are more of a WWE guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I'm going to love watching him wherever, but there was so much unfinished business. I mean, he, he, I mean, he still is the greatest champ in the history of of 205 Live of this. Cruiserweight division, I think a lot of the speculation is that uh, he had reached a ceiling there, and there was nowhere for him to go. And a guy like Neville uh, believes, and I agree with him, that he can fight with he can fight the big boys anytime he wants. Uh, And um, he certainly has the opportunity, would have the opportunity elsewhere to not be judged by the fact that he's less than 205 pounds but here that's not the case at least it isn't with anybody except for like Finn Balor um so uh, yeah I think it I mean if he's happy that's where I want but selfishly uh I, we didn't we didn't get to see like great feuds um on um in in 205 live like this version of 205 live that really honestly probably only could possibly exist after Neville left it which is kind of ironic, um, I want to see him fight on this 205 Live versus Buddy Murphy and this new and improved Mustafa Ali and Hideo Itami. Let him come. Like I was still waiting for that thing where he just came back and said, I want my title back and fought Cedric Alexander or something.
0: But WWE tried real They did try real hard with 205 Live. They anchored it to two or three different guys. And it just so happened that the two that got over the most either screwed up, mm-hmm. put themselves in bad positions, or walked out. You, you also had Austin Aries, who didn't want to be there. Right. You had Rich Swan who they tried to push, and things happened. Yep. 2017 was a rough year for them trying to push this. It really, really was. And, I mean, imagine how this show would be right now with, with Leo Rush coming in, but you've got Swan, Aries, Neville, Enzo. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate <laughs> they had their cupboards completely emptied.
2: Uh, again, I don't think this version of two hundred five live that the people who love it love it. Um, I don't think that exists if Enzo's still there. That's that's a good point. They wouldn't have said, okay, Enzo's gone. Uh, he was the champion. He's not the champion anymore. He's gone. We're gonna have this fire tournament leading up to a match at WrestleMania to crown a new cruiserweight champ, and then every week Tuesday nights at ten. The main events could be must see TV like that. I don't think any of that exists if we're still doing the Enzo train, where he comes out and does shtick every Tuesday. Like that's that's wouldn't still happen. So I think it's all in all. I think I can't wait to see where Neville goes from here. Like what what his path his career takes because that guy is insanely talented, and I'm going to be keeping tabs on him wherever he goes.
0: So. Tonight had some pretty weird, well, before we get into that. Yeah. It's been teased by Cody and the Young Bucks, Marty Scurll, saying we miss Neville, posing mm-hmm. with pictures of his action figure. Neville is a big signing for Ring of Honor New Japan. They can pull that off. Ring of Honor were hoping, at least people within the company, were hoping they would get Matt Riddle. That didn't happen. WDB snatched him up because they they didn't want ring of honor new japan to get matt riddle being in the junior heavyweight division in new japan Mm -hmm. isn't like the cruiserweight division in wwe they are on the main shows they are on the pay-per-views they are on all all kinds of stuff they have their own tournament Mm -hmm. you have that ring of honor he is immediately if he goes in there roh title contender bam him and jay lethal book it yeah do it there you go. Neville's one of the best in the universe, yep, and with him, you never know who can come with him because he's got a lot of uh, positive clout within the industry. He is well liked. he really yeah. is despite all this, I mean I, I've heard I don't hear wrestlers trashing him, and that that is not something that happens a lot. Usually, they find that people I talk to can find something negative to say not not uh not the situation with Neville. So this weekend kind of ended uh, with some optimism about Neville, at least, in his future. Enter today, there's this weird situation. Jason Sensation, who you guys uh, might remember for portraying Owen Hart as a member of the Degeneration X parody of the Nation of Domination in the 1990s, posted a tweet that said, I got through security with a gun, and I'm going to kill myself on Raw. Tune in and watch. This led to increased security at WWE Raw. They were made aware of it. Police were made aware of it. I was in contact with the police throughout the night. They said that they were taking this very seriously. But uh, fortunately, we're quickly able to determine that he was not in Toronto, was not at the arena. Uh, Vince Russo actually reached out to Jason Sensation and was able to contact him, and Jason Sensation apparently told Russo, via our readers at least, that he was at home safe and he it was a joke. Either Jason Sensation has some real mental health issues, or he's terribly unfunny and is in need of a fucking smack to catch. Yeah. This is not funny. And before some idiot comes in, oh, you all are too sensitive. That ain't fucking funny, man. No. There's nothing funny about it. And if he needs help, I hope he gets it. Because this shit ain't funny. It was stupid. And I had wrestlers at the arena who were confused about what was happening. I had fans, readers, viewers at the arena scared not knowing what was going on. Saying that police were combing the arena we're combing the aisles. People, other people, didn't know, and they're like, "What's going on?" So, I mean, you had a speculation on on that end too. People who didn't know what was going on, wondering what was going on, that led to even even more confusion. Shit ain't funny. Nope. Jason Fuckboy sensation. What do you think, Alex?
2: Um, it it appears at this point, um, that. The whole thing was just a terribly stupid ill thought joke. Uh not funny. Um just wrong. Just wrong. Don't don't do that shit. It's stupid. It it's awful. Um it, it makes light of actual suicides and cries for help. Uh it it to the point that if somebody were to do this. Again, in the future, it becomes a boy who cried wolf scenario. People are less likely to believe people who do need help in the future. If you're out here making a I did it for the lols. No, don't do the don't do that shit. Um, before we found out it was it was a, a a joke. I keep saying joke even though it's not funny. Before we found out that it was, you know, not real. Um there was a thing where I was like, like, no, seriously, somebody needs to talk to this guy and and figure out what can be done to help. They're like because- I
0: heard people tell me well, first off, I had one specific wrestler who obviously I can't name ask me to fill him in on the situation. When I did, they said sounds like him. Hmm. And I had somebody else tell me Via direct message, that apparently he had faked a suicide at one point. You know, he's made some pretty wild allegations in the past, and some people gave him the benefit of the doubt because of the nature of the locker room at the time. Uh, I want to say this is this is a situation. I often talk about how valuable Vince Russo could be as a member of the media. He was able to find this out before anybody, so it's a good thing that he did, and a good thing that. Vince Russo had his contact information and did that because that was able to calm a lot of things and was able to set a lot of stuff straight. So, uh, big thank you to Vince Russo for for making that happen. But, man, Jason Sensation, what a fucking fool. If he's got a problem, I hope he gets the help that he needs. If he doesn't have, have a problem, I hope he gets the fucking smack he needs because that is inexcusable. Yeah. That is ridiculous. That is... Unbelievable. WWE Raw. Let's go ahead and talk about this show. Last week we ended with the Shield returning, reforming, attacking Braun Strowman. Roman Reigns comes out to the ring and wants to see Braun Strowman, wonders where he is. Strowman comes out and says he wants a one on one battle because he knows if he cashes in tonight, the Shield will interfere. Rain says the only thing Strowman lifts are cars and items with those hands that everybody's getting. Anything but titles. Ooh. Braun wants hell in a cell, says that he will not cash in before that. I think that's a good way to get through that, Alex, but we'll talk more about Braun's word later in the show. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Rain says... You're starting to sound like a monster now, and there's this awkward handshake. That line was so weird, Alex.
2: So, so, so bizarre. This whole damn program is so bizarre. It's Listen, weird. If, Very
0: if, little of this makes sense, and if, I can't wait to talk about it at the yeah, end. Yeah,
2: yeah, we'll talk about the whole thing. I'm talking about just, just, just focusing on this particular segment. If Braun, if it is an option, which it now has been told that it is, that you just come out and say. I'm challenging you, I'm, ch- I'm cashing in my money in the bank contract for a later date. Now that we know that's been an option the whole time, why didn't Braun just do that, the the, the bra after money in the bank? Why didn't he say, Brock, I'm going to beat you on this date? Like, like now that we've seen that that's a thing that you could do, I don't understand why Braun waited this long to do it. Did he just find out that he could do that? That's fine. You know what? That makes sense. He hasn't been around very long, so somebody's say, "Hey, I just I just found out I could do this." Then that solves that whole hole. But I I, I don't I don't get this. Um, there's a lot of um, hand wringing and uh, back and forth about how honorable Braun has been about this in the past. Listen, I've seen a lot of money in the bank cash ins where it's literally they hit the guy over the back of the head with the briefcase and cash it in like compared to that ron has been as honorable as can be about this you know what i mean so now that he's saying hey let's do it three weeks from now that's very honorable and yes let's have a handshake maybe let's not have a you're sounding like a monster now that's
0: such a weird line i I can't wait to find out who wrote that shit
2: i guess I, i think what he was supposed to say is like like a monster among men, like men talk like this, but he (laughs) forgot the among men part. I don't don't know. Um, But as excited as I was, because I've been begging for this particular use of the stipulation. If you're going to give the money in the bank contract to a guy like Braun, he should be cashing it in ahead of time because he knows he can beat whoever he's facing in the ring. Okay. So I'm excited that he's doing it that way. And yeah, cool. Great. We have three weeks of lead up for this and then record scratch. And and it's like, oh, great. These guys, these guys are back. Um, uh, and, and it's like, oh, no, they're going to make these two team up and like, can they get along? Now, I didn't know at that point what they were going to do at the end of the, of the night. But I thought it was going to be a lot of like, oh, oh, looks that that tag was a little forceful. Oh, maybe he's, uh, these guys aren't on the same page and all that crap they normally do. So I'm glad we, we we eventually moved past all that and just decided, great, these guys hate each other. And we'll talk about that later.
0: So we are, in vi- we are interrupted by Dolph Ziggler, who quickly reminds us he has a rematch yep. for the Intercontinental title. Yep, We need it now. Granted, that match was great. But my God, man. We're seeing every match done like seven times now. It's so frustrating. Yeah, McIntyre cuts a promo too. Reigns welcomes them to fight. I just thought this is we'll 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 get over. We'll take the (laughs) Reigns build at the Mm -hmm. end of the night. But even this was terrible. It's like he and his friends beat the shit out of the guy Braun Strowman last week, and he's like, "Well, I see you all out there, but we're in here." No. This all of this is dumb. They made Reigns look stupid from the beginning. They made the guy that they want everybody to cheer so badly look stupid right out of the shoot. Yep. Corbin is out. No longer Constable Corbin, and I'm a little bummed I can't call him that anymore. Me too.
2: I I think we should still do it, just just to spite him. Well, they they
0: really hammered it home. Managing or acting acting general manager, Corbin.
2: It does not have the same ring to it. No, it's, it's like those old episodes of The Office where they were fighting over it was assistant regional manager or assistant to the regional manager. Listen, you're the constable. Everyone knows you're the constable. Just take it and move on.
0: So, man, it's just <laughs> – it, And also, you know how I made light of my experiences with constables in the past mm-hmm. about how they can't really do anything? Active general managers, you know, (laughs) I've had some negative experiences with them. Yeah, Those are a little more, I'm a little more afraid of those. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. He confirms Braun versus Reigns for Hell in a Cell. Braun and Reigns versus Dolph and Drew for tonight. And then books himself against Finn Balor tonight and says that Kurt Angle didn't have the guts to. I don't know who thinks that we need these 15 to 20 minute Corbin matches every week. But we don't. And as Bruce Mitchell of PW Torch uh, said to that tweet that I posted, they said, he said, Corbin needs the experience, but we don't. Right. And I think that was fitting. We, yeah. You can't wrestle chance for Corbin. And I really thought Coach was going to have a hot take on that. I was pleasantly surprised that he didn't.
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, there. Are, uh, there I, I, I'm a, I'm a staunch defender of Corbin in ring. I think that he's much better than a lot of people give him credit for. His, his character work needs work. I don't think I, I, I hate that he uses that damn rest hold over and over and over again. But his his good spots are really good spots. Like I'm, I'm always going to defend the, the the deep six. I love his straight right hand of a guy jumping over the ropes. He always makes that look really really stiff. I mean, th- but I, there's no reason for this. Like if you if you're the general manager, why are you booking yourself in matches? You should book the guy you hate in a in a handicap match 4 on 1. Why are you getting uh, whatever? I did like the end of the match. I thought that one was really funny. Um and, and yeah, yeah, really well done, but uh but I don't know why this match exists. I just don't. So <laughs> I'm guessing the half
0: Nelson crossface is, a, is an official signature move of Corbin's. I suppose it it would have to be at this point. He knocked Balor off the apron, some standard back-and-forth action there. Balor hits a couple sling blades. Corbin counters with a nice deep six. And Corbin ends up using the chair on Balor. And just when I saw this, I was like, man, this thing just has to continue. Just has to continue. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants or is asking for this, but uh, Corbin goes outside and says, I forgot, this is a no-DQ match. And then hits Balor and lands end of days.
2: I like the finish. I love the finish the finish the finish uh, was uh, uh, I love I love the idea of of this guy being the general manager and like figuring out if you're the evil general manager and you're the acting general manager you're just getting your your sea legs figuring out what I can get away with this is perfect like uh, I couldn't beat Finn on my own so I'm gonna hit him with a chair and they're like no you're disqualified uh, no wait I forgot to say it's a no to match which means I can do what I just did, so I'm going to do more of that now. Uh, if you're the general manager and you're a bad dude, why wouldn't you do that? Now, at this point, this becomes a thing where now how vindictive is Baron Corbin going to be toward Finn Balor? And again, if, if you're him, you would figure out ways of making sure you're not involved. You figure out other guys who can, like, you know, book, book Finn in a match with other people that could be him up. Make that make that a thing, you know. Like you, you're also messing with Bobby Lashley. Make a match with Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor, and say the loser gets traded to SmackDown or something. Make it a real deal. Make it something. Like, but uh, don't book yourself in these matches and then make them last twenty minutes. We don't need to see those. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I was. I did not need to see this again. And,
2: and as, again. as
0: one of our viewers, readers had pointed out. If Constable Corbin really wanted to abuse his power, he would trade Finn Balor like tomorrow. Yeah. And there are a world more options for Balor on SmackDown. The club is there. AJ Styles is there. And a ready-made feud involving all of those members and bringing some of them to relevance is there.
2: It's so perfect. That's why they'll never do it. I mean, these things, it's a perfect, like Baron Corbin's in charge on Raw. He hates Finn Balor. That's a perfect reason to get him over to SmackDown. Now, once he's on SmackDown, he has a ready-made feud with AJ Styles who looks like he might be about to lose the title. So you have a non-title-involved feud between AJ and Finn that keeps that really, really fresh. You don't need the title. You can make another feud by having that be the the feud for the title. Then you have Gallows and Anderson, and they can side with either guy. Or, Or, this is my personal favorite, What if Gallows and Anderson are forced to choose between Finn and AJ and they split over which guys they're going to choose? And then you have this cool thing where the club is split apart and there's lots of different things you can do there, but... Are they going to do that? No, because they're never going to move Finn over to SmackDown. That's is never a thing they're going to do, even though there's a perfectly good reason to do it. And it would shake up things and make things fresh and new and good. But we're not going to have fresh and new and good. We're going to have another Corbin versus Finn Balor match. I guarantee it.
0: I have an ongoing conversation with a person who don't name them, but you can probably guess who it is because Alex, you know who I talk to. Yes. And it's just... They they were talking about the redundant stuff, and this is literally minutes after the show went off the air. Just Vince is so tone deaf to the core audience,
1: mm.
0: and my response was he gets lobbed softballs and he bunts with nobody on base. <laughs> that's yep. that's the thing. It's like you know who I would compare Vince McMahon to at this point. Yeah, Dusty Baker.
2: <laughs>
0: Great, Dusty Baker. He's got a winning team almost all the time. Yeah. But how much of that is on him and how much of that uh, that is on the players? Because Dusty Baker used to not like base runners clogging up the base paths. Yeah. That was a thing he said. I get the feeling that Vince McMahon doesn't like base runners clogging up the base <laughs> paths. He doesn't like the guys that hit singles and doubles. Nope. Either it's a home run or a strikeout. Yeah, that's how it is. He wants all the Adam Dunn's of the world. And then then when Adam Dunn gets really successful, he finances Dallas Buyers Club and never has to play baseball again. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. Backstage, we see Dana Brooke talking to Apollo Crews, and she's excited to have a tune-up match. Titus O'Neil got her a match, however, with Sasha Banks. I like this interaction backstage. I like this backstage vignette. This was good stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like Titus O'Neil being her manager and, and getting her matches. I uh, I like that a lot better than uh, what I was assuming we were going to get, which was another Titus O'Neil and or Apollo Crews versus Occam and or Rezar. Um I'm very happy we didn't get more of that. Um, but I do like Titus O'Neil being, you know, the guy who runs things for their little, you know, triumvirate as opposed to the guy who runs things in the ring for them.
0: I like that. And and I'm I'm actually interested to see what is going on with this storyline. Yeah. Li- there's a little bit of progression every single sure. week. I like that Dana I was talking about her flips and Apollo's like, well, maybe just stick to the fundamentals for this one. Maybe just do that. I thought that was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I thought this was, even though it was a three minute match, one of Dana, Dana Brooks' best performances. Uh, She didn't really do anything wrong. She had a nice enziguri, some ground and pound. Only issue, her opponent's shoulders were on the mat. She got up and taunted. I'm like, supposed to pin somebody when that happens. A great Meteora hit for two. I bought that as a finish. I thought for sure Sasha was winning with that. Yep. Bank statement. Win. Okay. Then we get Seth Rollins coming out and says that he doesn't have a dance partner tonight. He figured he'd be tied up with Ziggler and McIntyre, but that's not happening makes an open challenge Alex Kevin Owens came out to a huge
2: pop. yeah this isn't this isn't in Quebec this is not in Montreal this is in Toronto uh, as we see from this promo um, he's uh, <laughs> they're not the same thing um, but I love that that he's Canada's favorite son in the moment especially with Sami Zayn on the shelf. this promo, this match and the aftermath made me realize just like what a treasure that Kevin Owens is. Like, like I, I was vocally opposed to this ridiculous storyline that they, they inserted Kevin Owens into with, with Braun Strowman where he got a porta potty dumped on his head or whatever and then went out and begged for this match with the money in the bank beefcase on the line at SummerSlam, went into the match, had brand new KO in the bank, merch on and look really cool. And he really got squashed in less than two minutes. And I thought to myself, God, this is so depressing. And the best part of it is like, that was the intended reaction we were supposed to have because Kevin Owen comes out and says, you know, I'm so happy that you're happy, Seth, because I'm not happy. Your, your best friends are here and they're helping you win matches and keeping your title. My best friend isn't here because he's hurt. Some brute took him out. I love he calls Bobby Lashley a brute. Um, uh, this is I was really like that 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 hurt me. Like yeah, his best friend. Like they 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 got a chance to like go together. They're they're actually fighting on the side of righteousness versus Shane McMahon, and then they lost at WrestleMania. And a few months later, Sami Zayn's gone, and Kevin Owens is getting squashed at SummerSlam in two minutes. Yeah, that, that sucks. But I love the fact that he says, "I don't care. I'm coming in there. I'm going to take you, beat you for your title." And there were times during this TV match for nothing. But I thought, what a great way to get the IC title out of the whole shield picture because it kind of muddies the waters and get it on Kevin Owens in a brand new thing because those near falls in this match, they got me. Like this was, it was, what an amazing raw match between these two guys. They gave it their all. I loved it.
0: I love that promo from KO. Bring yeah. So often when people are injured, they're out of sight, out of mind. In yeah, I know. I know.
2: And he said,
0: "I'm mad because you had your best friend, and that's why you walked away with the championship. If I had my best friend, Sami Zayn, I would too. To the point to where I thought Sami Zayn was going to come out there, me too, <laughs> like with two <laughs> slings on. Sure, why not? just just kicking his legs at somebody. Oh my God! Imagine him dancing with two slings. Yeah, just double slinged up and skanking to the ring to his music that would have been phenomenal didn't happen but uh, i loved the promo i thought it was really great and as good as i thought this match was i didn't think it was like amazing but the crowd made it amazing i thought this was pretty standard by by rollins and ko but man that crowd was into it every step of the way rollins tries a suicide dive trifecta Pulls it off even though Owens stopped him at one point. Rollins also hit a great frog splash, but eventually gets put in a cross face. Then there's this just a couple of great spots. Kevin Owens with a super kick and a stunner for two. He's he's had that in his arsenal. Yeah. But the crowd chanted, holy shit at this. Yeah. That one was just one. We talk about reading the room often. Yeah. That was a good, that was a good one because he had that. Uh, there's a sunset flip buckle bomb. But Owens instinctively gets a super kick for two, and the crowd is going crazy. Owens goes for a super super fisherman's buster, has it stopped, and does this nice, quite frankly, it was a marrow salt from back in the day that Mark Marrow used to do. It was. And misses it and gets curb stomped. A beautiful finish to this match. In my match ratings, uh, which come out tomorrow, I give it a 7.5 out of 10, which is excellent. This was just really good, Alex. I love the finish.
2: Oh, so good! Because it was a lot of it was just just it just Kevin Owens being really good at wrestling and like being smart because he's he is he's a really smart dude in the ring. And when you let him be smart and have certain things planned, like that buckle bomb didn't get all of it, so he was able to bounce right back out of it into the super kick, like knowing that that after this particular setup move. That's when Rollins goes up against the ropes to do for the stomp. So I'm going to get right back up to my feet and stop him with the stunner. Like there were some really great moves that he that he had countered, and also like yeah, we're talking about that 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 uh, that marrow moonsault. Um, that was beautiful, a thing of beauty. I've seen him do that in the past, not recently. Um, there were other uh, great things like on, on the other side too of Rollins countering the the fisherman super fisherman's buster, which never gets countered. There were a lot of great things and there were a whole bunch of moves in their repertoire that they never broke out. Like they didn't have to like play the hits because these guys have had matches in the past where they've used all that stuff before. It felt like these guys said, let's, let's do this match. Let's handicap ourselves by not being able to use this, 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 or this, and let's still put on a great match. That's, that's how great it was. I I, I absolutely loved it. And, uh, You know I'm a sucker for great storylines coming out of bad storylines. Like I said, this whole bad storyline that he had with Braun turns out to be a great storyline because just it just they came back from commercial and he happens to be in the ring still. There wasn't any like, hey, this is weird. It's a
0: long commercial, two commercials,
2: two commercials, I think. Yeah, and it was a commercial.
0: They had a backstage segment and then another commercial. So. We're talking like 10 minutes here. He had to sit in the ring. So beautiful. He just says, I quit and walks out. And it got some people, man. I had people saying, is it a work? What's going on? He just signed a new five-year deal.
2: Well, yeah, this is the thing. It's, I, I, know it's, I know it's work. But anything can come out of this in storyline, and I'm just hoping that that because they know what a terrible – sack of shit they laid on him before with this terrible storyline he was doing for most of the summer now now's the time to watch kevin owens really shine like what's what does this storyline do because he's a an impeccable performer to to play all of these different emotions and all these different things going on in his head i'm very very excited to see where they go with kevin owens out of this Because uh, it could be something really special. Where do you think it goes from here? I mean, uh, got any number of places, but I'll, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see him, you know, be gone for a while. mean, um, the, they're talking about like Kevin uh, Corbin talking on the phone to Stephanie, quote unquote, uh, about uh, what you know. He, I'll talk to him. We'll figure out what's going on. We'll see. We'll see you next time on Raw. I just hope he was like, um, "I'm not doing this ridiculous five countries in six days thing." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it's around. In, it's so stupid. I'm gonna stick around in Canada with my with my family, and I'll meet you all in Columbus next week.
0: I, I was on a flight to Canada, and then four days later, back from Canada, I was <laughs> cooked, man. I don't know how they do it. So
2: one ridiculous night in London before continuing on to like Osaka and Tokyo or wherever, and then Shanghai and then back to Columbus. It's just, it's just nuts.
0: Like, I mean, (laughs) so I've done some wrestling in my day and I did it. So I would be better at this job. Yeah. And occasionally you'll have that, that fool. It's like, oh, you couldn't make it as a wrestler. You, you wanted to be. I'm like, well, first off, no, I couldn't make it as a wrestler because of things like that, which is the reason I didn't want to, even if I could. That is insane. Five international flights in a week, Alex. Yeah. I was on
2: two, and it, it was on the same continent.
0: Uh, and it was it evaporated all sense of energy. And, and
2: listen, th- these—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm assuming a lot of them, if not all of them, fly first class. Maybe not. I don't know. But these are big people. Oh I mean, yeah, that makes it even worse. Like, especially if the tall guys. Like, there's no leg room on any flights. I'm sorry that this isn't. Like, you got to figure out. I mean, ah, oh, God. Like, this that—that that would just. I'm surprised there aren't more ridiculous like muscle pulls or joint problems that happen during these ridiculous uh, overseas tours. Maybe there are, and I'm just not like remembering those specific injuries, but I mean, yeah.
0: I couldn't imagine, man. And hotel life? Oh, uh, the worst. You might get put in a, a hotel room that doesn't have a refrigerator. What do you do? Well, you you got that to deal with, too. Uh, you gotta go find something to eat. You gotta find a go go find a place to work out so you can keep your job. Yeah. All this while making five international flights in a week, unbelievable. Yeah. The revival defeated the B team. B team gains the early advantage over the revivals. We head to our first commercial. The sad thing is both of these teams are fine and fundamentally sound, with the, the revival being exceptional in that regard. But they were beaten so long, the crowd can't be bothered to care about them. Right. Dallas gets his all revoir. Dawson kicks out. There are a nice series of pin attempts that lead to a Shatter Machine for the win. They also Shatter Machine, they being the Revival. Shatter Machine, Bo Dallas after the match, grab the tag titles, cut a promo with with Matt Hardy moving to a producer role. They don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt. I think I think it's time to move him on to the. You first off, you got to rebuild this tag division division because yeah. it's in the shitter. Apparently, Ziggler and McIntyre don't want the tag titles i don't know what's going on there
2: i don't know man but there's there's all kinds of things you can we'll talk about this at the end there 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 are a lot of things that are available now if you're going to have two monster factions uh of three guys each running raw for a while there's a lot of things you can do uh with that however i'm going to say this um i don't know what it is that you've heard i've i've seen rumors that uh Jason Jordan's injury is like way more serious than they thought, and he might not ever be back. So They're, they're
0: being really quiet about this. They're, they're trying to play it close to the vest because you know, they don't want more neck injury news out there. And this was yeah. intended to be minimally invasive surgery, and it was worse than expected. But up until recently, I was told that they still expected him back, and then the news came that he was shadowing people. And there were reports that he produced a match last week that was actually produced by Tyson Kidd, but that's not to say that Jason Jordan didn't help with it. right. He can still help help with stuff like that, but
2: it's not like, a good sign. to me, like you can have this this you could have an amazing raw tag division in my mind. um This is what I was thinking about when I was simply booking this uh before I realized that Jason Jordan ain't coming back maybe for a while anyway. If the Revival win the tag titles, um, American Alpha reforms to 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 take them on. And then you can have barn burners between those guys. Go back to NXT and watch the series of matches the Revival had with American Alpha and, and then hose yourself down because it's some of the best tag wrestling that you've ever seen. Then once American Alpha gets the titles off the Revival, it's not like the Revival go away... But American Alpha are firmly the champs now with the Revival still chasing. Then the Authors of Pain come in and say, because they, they basically ran American Alpha out of NXT. They beat, them, they beat the dog piss out of them a couple of times before Alpha went up to the main roster. So they have a ready-made feud there. And I think what a, what a great way to like find somebody, whoever it is, to be their absolute mouthpiece for, for, for Authors of Pain. Oil Ring, whatever, whoever. And then you have those three teams, young, hungry, great wrestlers, anchoring the Raw Tag Division. There's something so There's something there. Even if you don't have Jason Jordan, you can have Chad Gable with somebody else because he's a great tag wrestler. There's all kinds of things you're going to do, but we got the B Team versus the Revival again next week. Maybe the next week after that. Maybe at uh, Hell in a Cell. Maybe at the, 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 the showdown. We're going to keep doing it over and over and over again because we have sure. nobody else for them to face.
0: Reminder, guys, if you all want additional premium content at Fightful from Fightful, fightfulselect.com is where to go. We have dark match commentary twice a month, stupid people extended. If you like that segment, I'm listing your boy. The Weekender podcast where I review 10 pounds of gold, all in. I'm going to preview that this week. Uh, Impact, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, BTE. This week's Fightful Select Weekender will be made free to the public as a preview as we preview All In. Also free to the public, retro review, TNA Unbreakable 05, Joe, Daniels, AJ. It's on podcast platforms everywhere. It's on Fightful.com, and it's on YouTube.com slash Fightful. We have tiers everywhere from $5 up to $50, which can get you a sponsorship slot on the podcast. Maybe, Maybe you have a male enhancement product that you want me to push. You can get one show for that $50 tier. Lots of cool stuff over at FightfulSelect.com. Elias comes out. Great reaction. He says, when Drake says that he started from the bottom, he meant Toronto. Trish Stratus music hits, and she interrupts Elias. She says she's not going to take him trashing her city. WWE played this really close to the vest. I was told he was being interrupted, but even the person I talked to wouldn't tell me who. And when I asked why, they said, I don't know who it is. (laughs) And, you know, that's always a possibility with Trish in Toronto, but they were real quiet about it. Elias says Toronto will never win a Stanley Cup, and Trish says Elias will never win a WWE Championship. Elias says he doesn't date women in their 60s, which gets a great reaction, and Trish slaps him a couple of really over people just playing off of each other alex
2: yeah i mean i do wish they hadn't i mean i i haven't seen any hint of misogyny from elias before this for some for for him to be oh cel- come on she retired like 12 years ago well yeah but like but i, I but it doesn't make it she retired like 12 years ago and she shows up out of the blue to like have this segment with what I believe is a f- future multi time champion in this business. And it it doesn't make him look good at all. None of it. None he's of a it. heel. He's a heel. Yeah. He's, I know. He's shitting on the woman, the hometown star. Right. It's his job to be a dick. Right. But why is it this guy, particular's job? Like, there's because other people. He's, you,
0: he's one of their. He's a whatever, heel.
2: Whatever. Whatever. It. I. I got, I got bad vibes from this, from this thing the whole time. What? I just did. I, I don't, I don't, listen, you can be a heel without being a virulent misogynist. You can oh, do that. Oh, come on. How is he a misogynist? I, he said I mean, she was old. Yes. And implied that because of, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going this with you. He said he doesn't I, date older women. Okay, fine. I, I mean, Listen. It's fine. I just don't – I don't need that in my wrestling anymore. It's not 1998. I don't need some I in my don't, wrestling.
0: I don't know how this is being a misogynist. It, he said that she was 20 years older than what she was yes. and said that he wouldn't date her because of that. Right. But I don't understand how that is okay, misogynistic. Well, but I
2: guess age ageist?
0: I mean, age, he, sure. He,
2: he, I mean, like, I don't, but I don't think he wouldn't have brought it up if it was an, a male who came out who's 42 that he says is in their 60s. Well, because he's, that's probably not his sexual preference.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Whatever. So, I mean. It's just, it's, listen. What I, if he were I, to say, sorry, I would tag team with you, guy, but I don't team with people in their 60s.
2: Right. That's still misogynist. No, it's that would no. be ageist, Right. No, right, right. But, but because he's he's involving they're acting. Right. They are acting and they're characters. I I think it's lazy stupid writing. So there. That's that's what I think. I I I want better from my programming. I also think it's stupid to to uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. I won't talk about it anymore.
0: Well, Trish slaps him. Yes. Rhonda Rousey and Natalia are quick to accompany her. And then Alexa Bliss and Alicia Fox show up. And they bring back Mickey James, who, you know, I, I expected from the I expected her to whip out the American horror storyline. Surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. Unfortunately, we did not get that. This entire segment from Natalia defeating Alicia Fox, short match, ended in a sharpshooter, was essentially a billboard for Alexa Bliss and Trish Stratus at Evolution. Uh-huh. Which is fine because it got Ronda Rousey's face on TV. They confirmed that Bliss was facing Rousey again at Hell in a Cell. Why I don't know. That's that could be a Raw main event instead. Yep. Have Rousey kill her. How did you feel? And it, it was Natalia coming back, getting that.
2: No, this is cu- great. It's, yeah, Canadian uh, hometown girl, great or home country girl. Uh, that's that's fine. Uh, nothing. Nothing is the best part about this entire segment was Alicia Fox's hat as per usual. Um, But uh, yeah, this is all fine. I just, I just, I, ha, I hate the way they talk about evolution because it has to be said every single time the first ever all women's pay-per-view event, WWE evolution. Yeah. Like it has to be said that way every time. And it drives me batty. Like nobody talks like that. Like let them just let them work it into conversation in the way that they would. But like you, you're not allowed to say WWE Evolution without first saying yeah. the first ever well women's pay per view. Like it's that you're not allowed to like do it both ways. The first ever women's pay per view that's gonna be great. First ever women's pay per view WWE Evolution that's gonna be great. You have to say it that way every time, and it just it just it doesn't. People don't talk like that. Stop making them talk like that.
0: Backstage, Corbin tells Lashley that he hasn't forgotten about him, but has a match for him. And he has forgotten who he's facing. It's the Ascension after a very gender Mahal 2017-ish reveal, Alex. Yes. Bobby! I'm up here, Bobby! Oh, so Lashley was... briefly fights from behind and wins with the Yokosuka Cutter over the Ascension. Because he got a job out of every team. Now, now granted... These guys have been dead in the water for years. I'm surprised they're still there to be honest with you. I'm shocked. And it I what what can we say about this? I mean, Lashley
2: has had no direction. Right. Um they 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 could have, you could have had him come out and fight the ascension and then beat them and then have uh, Corbin get back up on the thing and say, "Oh, did – and I forget, oh, it's not a two-on-one, it's a four-on-one. And then send out the Authors of Pain, who actually beat Bobby Lashley, because they should, because they're two really big dudes. Maybe they they have to cheat to do it, but they beat him. And then you can have something for them to do that's not working with Titus, you know, worldwide. I mean, I don't know, but, like, The Ascension, I forgot they were contracted to the company still. You know, like, they're, they're uh, uh, yeah, and this thing. Uh, Victor, buddy, um, your entire gear is black and red, and you come out with green face paint. I have no idea. Like, did you forget the red at home? Like, who, who where's the green coming in, man? It doesn't make any sense. Is it, is it Christmas time? The red and the greens is not working out for you.
0: Up next, Jinder Mahal offers to help out Dean Ambrose, who rejects him in a very violently suggestive manner Yes, that leads to a match. Ambrose back in action and with 15 minutes left in what we thought was the show at about 10:50. Yeah. He's getting rest held. Not the way I would bring back a Dean Ambrose. Nope. I would nope. bring him back and just have him kick the living shit right. out of a former world champion and Yeah. Oh.
2: This this is uh I'm going to go back to this this uh, segment that set this whole thing up, the backstage segment which was way earlier in the show. Uh, before Seth Rollins had his match with Kevin Owens, he like just say, "Hey, I'm I'm going out," and then Dean's there, and he just stands there like staring awkwardly past the camera. And they go to commercial, and he's still there, staring at the exact same spot. Which for some reason I found really, really amusing. Like he's he's seen this new version of Dean has seen some shit, man. Yeah, and he's just staring off into the middle distance, like picturing all the shit that he's seen. And here comes uh, Jinder Mahal in. And this is, again, what did we talk about last week? I think it was last week that uh, Dean Ambrose had been back for several weeks at that point, and he hadn't said a single word yet. We were like, ooh, when he finally opens his mouth and gets to the ring and does one of his promos, man, that shit's going to be fire. I can't wait. Because you know, the first thing he says is going to be really, really important. Instead, no, it's a backstage segment with Jinder Mahal. Like, they totally wasted that moment that I know a lot of people on Twitter were also waiting for that particular thing. For, for When's Dean going to talk for the first time since he's been back? He's going to say, oh, I, I'm picturing me beating you in the ring, Jinder Mahal. Um, great. Uh, I will say the end of the match really made me smile because Dean Ambrose wasn't around for, for that whole Jinder Mahal run. But he probably watched those matches and knows the only way he can beat you is if he hits the Coloss. And he knows the only way that you he can hit you with the Coloss is if you let him do it to you. Also, so he just didn't.
0: also, the only way Jinder Mahal can do it is if he remembers how to do it. That's right. Which isn't ever a guarantee.
2: Right. Um, you have to jump and go with the move. And Ambrose <laughs> just didn't. He just didn't jump. And, and, and Jinder was like, well... I, how do I do this move if they don't help me? And then just as soon as he was thinking that, wham. Um, the Dirty Deeds looks great now. Like he's had some snap on those DDTs. I love it. I, I like this guy. Don't put him in matches where he's in rest holds. Not, not for a while. Not if he's going to be part of your, of your three, three guys who are anchoring this Raw. Like make him really dangerous. Don't have him flounder around versus Jinder Mahal. Like make him dangerous.
0: So funny you mention finishing moves. I'm happy to announce this week will be the first edition of of a segment I've worked on for a very long time, making a finisher. First guest is Adam Hangman Page talking about the last rites. It is, uh, if you've ever seen that move, uh, I think it's rite of passage. He basically does a reverse tombstone where he drops to his knees from an Alabama slam position. We go in depth on how he created it, how he modified it with the Young Bucks, uh, who takes it the best, how he perfected it. And I've got a lot of guys in the can for this thing. Raven talking about the even flow DDT. Abyss talking about the Black Hole Slam, one of my favorite finishes of the last decade. Punishment Martinez's uh, South of Heaven Choke Slam. How about Stevie Ray talking about all of Harlem Heat's finishes and the Slapjack and the actual gimmick of the Slapjack. Lots of cool stuff there coming up. Another Fightful exclusive. I've been really excited uh, to put this together. It's taken way longer than I had anticipated. But you can see a lot of those early access for Tier 2 members, FightfulSelect.com. But the first one goes up this week uh, in honor of All In, essentially. uh, Adam Hangman Pages is up, I think, this Saturday, I believe. So definitely check that out. Backstage, we get the look. I don't like you and you don't like me. You know where it's going. Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman versus Ziggler and McIntyre. Reigns dominates early on, but the match didn't start to like, 11.02 Eastern, Alex. Yeah,
2: I yeah, know. Yeah, it was like, well, I mean, they're not going to have ridiculous overrun for this meaningless tag match. I mean, this is probably going to end real quick in a DQ. Uh, yeah. Nope. Well, not real quick, but in a DQ.
0: The whole match is isolating Reigns and keeping him from tagging in Braun Strowman. Along the way, there's a nice Ziggler drop kick and, and a Reigns boot. Reigns hit the drive-by. There's some taunting from the heels. Reigns Superman punches Dolph and makes the tag, but Braun is in, in a hurry to get in the ring. In, in fact, he just watches as the heels beat up Reigns. Braun then beats the shit out of Roman and screams, I'm not finished with you. So Ziggler and McIntyre attack, and Ambrose tries to make the save. Rollins too; they get beat up by this new trio, and then Reigns or Strowman, who has never really had an allegiance with anybody besides the Wyatt family, raises Ziggler and McIntyre's hands. You called this last week. What did you think of it in execution?
2: Well, listen, it's a, it's, it's, it's tough. I, I to do not. want
0: to say, even though you called it and said it would make sense, that doesn't always necessarily mean plays out the way that maybe you had
2: envisioned. No, 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 no. And I, I, I didn't say it was going to make sense. I said that this <laughs> is, this is the other two guys that are, you have a ready-made possible tenuous alliance between Drew and Dolph, who hate Seth and Dean. And you have uh, Seth and Dean are friends with Roman and Braun hates Roman. So these guys can make a tenuous alliance to face off against the shield. This alliance did not look tenuous. Like I, 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 I badly need a promo or a backstage segment next week between Braun and Drew and Dolph where Braun says, I don't like you. I don't trust you. You're a means to an end. I need, I know you guys hate them. Keep them off me while I take out Roman. Like, and then after that, I'll see about getting you guys a title shot. That's, that's great. That's enough. I don't need these guys to be best friends. Like that's not good. I don't, I don't need that because then it be, that makes Braun. He aligns with these guys who are total heels. Then that makes him a total heel. And I don't think that's what we want to be doing.
0: I've you got know? a lot of people saying, man, it doesn't mean it's a heel turn. doesn't mean it's a heel turn. I'm like, I, you know what guys? I heard this shit about like nine nights ago with yep. Becky Lynch. And I've got literally, And again, Alex, you know who it is. You know the person I'm talking about, and you know they've got an ear to this right now. Yeah. Said, I agree with you on the Roman thing, too. Yeah. I can see how much more incredible this company and product could become. It is very frustrating that it won't get there. Tone deaf to the core audience. Yes. Keep in mind, the core audience that is... (laughs) Did you see the Becky Lynch poll? Yeah. Yeah. They said, Were you with Becky Lynch this entire time? 93% voted yes. And I had a, a Twitter follower say, WWE says, the 7% are the casual fans, and that's who we want. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, the thing is, Roman Reigns is over. Yeah. He's over. He sells merchandise. Now, everybody, that's mm-hmm. always going to be an argument. He sells merch. He's over. Anybody you put in that position will sell the most merchandise eventually. Yeah, that'll happen. Roman Reigns is a really good wrestler. He's a really good performer. I think he can be a really good promo. I think he works tags well, six-man tags well, singles matches well, hardcore matches well. He does any number of things very, very, very well. I would have loved to have had him around in like 05 when they Mm -hmm. were pushing all these guys his size. He would have been a treasure to have, he's a treasure to have now. But here's the thing. Even though Roman Reigns is over, Vince McMahon in particular, it's Vince McMahon in particular wants him to get cheered. Not a little bit, not 60, 70, 75%, not 80%. He wants 100% cheers out of Roman Reigns. It is the same formula as John Cena. John Cena never made that turn, and they sacrificed a lot of sense, and they sacrificed a lot of the characters at the expense of trying to get John Cena cheered and make him seem like a guy that you would want to cheer. The irony is they did it with Hulk Hogan too. And the irony is Hulk Hogan for years wrestled like the biggest dickhead on the planet. He would choke people with his shirt and hit them with belts and rake their backs and their eyes and would pull people over the top rope to eliminate him from Royal Rumbles when he was already out. The the thing is, you a lot of people. The one thing they haven't tried is just have Roman Reigns be the scumbag. Yep, it worked for a lot of people. Maybe it will work oh, yeah. for Roman Reigns. We don't know because they haven't done it. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't make sense. It does not make sense.
2: This is the thing. Like last week, when the when the three got like Braun. It's his right to cash in that Money in the Bank briefcase. Yes, he did it after Roman had a long match versus Finn Balor. But we always knew at that point, Braun was coming down. He said he was going to come down and can challenge whoever won. We all knew ahead of time that was, was going to happen. He came down. It's his right to do it. But Roman can't face that. So he calls in his two buddies and they and they and they triple team him. And so this is a response to that. What I, what I thought was very interesting about the, f- the finish of the match uh, tonight was that Drew and Dolph were not on, in on this at all. Like, Drew was, was, like, really uneasy, and Dolph looked like he was straight up shitting his pants. Like, he had no idea what was going on. That means that Braun is his own agent here, and that's what we need. He needs to be the guy in charge. Yes. I lo- But again... All he could be he, using these guys. Yes, that's the thing that I that I think saves this whole deal and allows him to still be a tweener that we can still love. Um is, is if he's like, I'm using you to get to get Dean and Seth away from this thing so I can focus on Roman because I know one on one I can beat him. That's that's all we need. And I, I I even love the idea of like after after I after I get become champ, one of you guys gets the first title shot. I think that's a that's a great way of even being honorable about it. Honor among thieves or whatever. I think that's fine. And then have him turn on him later what, or have, have Drew and Dolph turn on him after he becomes champ. There's a lot of cool things you can do with this. They're not going to do any of it because, as you said, they're going to make Braun as heelish as possible to get over Roman and make him the cheered as the, the babyface, which is a, a, just a giant waste of all the momentum that they've built. For, for any Stroman. number
0: of these guys, any
2: number of these guys, but for Braun Strowman in particular, over the over the past year plus, that this guy got got more over and more cheered on his own, like allowed, like the stuff that he like get these hands. That's his own damn catchphrase. Like he's he's gotten over as just being this biggin who smashes stuff, and just to to piss it away to to put to make Roman. Your hero, it just doesn't make sense. And they've they've already promoted this. There's the, the, the six man tag we all think is gonna be fire next week, opposite Monday night football. Now they're they're gonna save that. It's gonna be at the super showdown in October after the Hell in a Cell match, which means Braun might be, maybe, probably not, champ by then. So at this you're booking that match way ahead of time, which to me signals very obviously that Roman is still going to be champ for that match because you want him to have the belt when he walks in among the shield for the, uh, it's just, it's just ridiculous. This whole thing is just,
0: I I think it's a disservice to almost everybody involved, except maybe Dolph Ziggler, except maybe him. (laughs) Yeah. Because he is involved in something more important. Seth Rollins is white hot doing what he's doing. Dean Ambrose, it's hard to say because he just came back. Roman Reigns, they can do so much better for him creatively. You really can. And, and, I mean, that's that's virtually been the case for everything outside of maybe a six-month run that led up to the Undertaker match and that followed it because I thought that his promos around then and following and then the Braun stuff, that was really, really good stuff. There was a lot of reading the room in that situation, and Braun became a giant – they made a giant baby face out of that even did. didn't mean to. And that's the thing. That, w- that was an accident. Drew, my fear, now I don't know if it'll happen, I hope he's not one of the guys eating the pins in uh, one of these inevitable six mans.
2: Dolph should eat every pin. Yeah. Because you're so, not going to do anything with him afterwards. He's just going to go back to being mid-card Dolph, if anything. You should be grooming Drew to be a major foil for, for Roman at some point, because if you accept that Roman's going to be the guy and the top babyface, sure. Drew is a great foil to have opposite Roman.
0: So here's the situation. If if it isn't Braun using these two and it's a real alliance, it probably should have been Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper.
2: God, what a great thing that might have been. What a way to heat Br-
0: Bray Wyatt back up that would have been. Or it could have been Authors of Pain who desperately need something and yeah. – it would just make sense for a sirloin sons of bitches team.
2: The problem is, is that the authors of pain, as presently constituted, half yeah. as as how they have been used over the past few months. If they showed up in the main event segment with Braun, like who are these guys? I only watched the Hulu Raw, so I've <laughs> never seen it's them before. Play. You know what I mean? Like, like so to me, like the way to go would have been to, to yes. trade Finn Balor for Luke Harper. There you go. You got yeah. that all out of the way. You solve both problems. Luke Harper and Bray, if you have Bray Wyatt be kind of mysterious and just a crazy guy who doesn't talk a lot because that's the problem with him is all he does is some come out and say, I'm a god and I can't lose. And then he loses. And then we mm. all kind of doubt him. If he's just a weird, crazy dude, Whose absolute, whose foil is, uh, whose whose counterpart in the Bizarro world is Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper, who's the shockingly athletic guy, can go up against uh, Seth Rollins, and then you have Braun versus Roman. It's a perfect triumvirate versus triumvirate, but they're not going to do that because they'd rather make Braun as straight up heel because it's easier that way. We'll see where it goes. I
0: mean, best case scenario is that Braun's using someone until he can get his championship. But man, I even think that pumping the brakes on a babyface run for Braun is a bad idea. But the, the, the truth is, they're not that heavy near the top of the card
2: with heels. Yeah, this is the thing. Think about what they used Braun for at WrestleMania. They had him team with a child to become tag champs. Like there's nothing more babyface for your monster to do than to be like, I'm gonna pick this random kid who happens to be a ref's kid out of out of the out of the ring out of the out of the audience and become tag champs because I'm this every child's fantasy of the big dude who hoists me up on his shoulder and we become tag champs together. Yay! So that's the baby faces you could possibly make, this guy. And several months later, you're gonna throw all of that goodwill you've built with him away to make him be the bad guy that roman can finally beat. so all of those kids who you told to cheer for him when he picked a kid just like them out of the crowd to become tag champs with don't cheer him anymore because now he's a bad guy because he's going for your hero roman reigns we want to stop that it's just dumb all of it is dumb and short-sighted it just is it just is And Reigns is made to look like an idiot.
0: Yeah. He's made to look like a total fool. And that's unfortunate. What won't be unfortunate is you guys checking out the list in your boy this week. Back to our normal time. Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. Check out that Toronto edition. It was a lot of fun. Also, the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. New format. New guest. uh, Or not guest. A permanent co-host. James Lynch, MMA insider. Interviews hundreds of people a month. In the MMA world, joining myself in Showdown Joe, new format, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. If you don't like MMA, give it a shot. Show us some love. Alex, where can they follow you on Twitter?
2: You follow me at Palowski the 4th. I'll be right back here tomorrow night talking about how they're doing stupid stuff with Becky Lynch, probably.
0: Follow me at Sean Ross app Visit FightfulWrestling.com. We're out.
1: Say goodbye.